Welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11th chapter, first verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. One playwright writes, it's believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief where no one else believes. Dr. King says if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This is a podcast about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind. The goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. All right. All right. Today is March the 30th, 2019, and I'm here with Craig. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hello. Good morning. Uh, Deb is sick. Uh, she uh, was, was she, was she in Rome? No. Uh, no she, she, was, she was down under. That's right, Australia. That's right. And um, Deb's a world traveler. <laughs> and uh, so she has pneumonia, so we're wishing her the absolute oh, yes. best. Yeah, well, we're praying for you, Deb. Exactly. And so, Please uh, come through. Yep. So this is this is the time of Lent, and um, and we are um, approaching um, we're approaching uh, Easter, yeah. and so we wanted to uh, talk a little bit about uh, just the the income the uh, the approaching uh, crucifixion of uh, Jesus Christ, and so today we're going to be talking a bit on John the let me get the verse out here John sixteen verse twenty through twenty four. And uh, before we get into that, let's uh, I'll engage us in prayer. Thank you. Jesus, we thank you so much. We love you so much. And uh, we thank you for waking us up this wonderful Saturday morning. We thank you for our life. We thank you for the, every breath that we breathe, for the things that we take for granted. Um, we just thank you for motivating us, for, uh, for motivating us to, to talk and to um, just express your words and to dive into your words. There are many things that we don't understand and uh, we're still learning, but we appreciate our hunger um, that we have for your word to understand uh, what you have to teach us. And we ask that everything that we say, everything that we do, everything that we are is blessed through the love of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Oh, beautiful. Amen. 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 Yeah, yeah, it's true because, you know, we we do the best we can. And sometimes we stumble, you know, sometimes we we fumble around a little bit. But, you know, we're still diving into the word. I I imagine it like you're diving into. I remember the first time I took a swim (laughs) and my mom was like, "Okay, you know, we're going to get into the water. I'm like, no, I'm afraid. (laughs) And you splash around a little. You think you're going to drown and you just need to relax and just uh, get your bearings. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, it's smooth sailing. Well, let's do it. Yeah, we're, we're the we're the lay people with the Christian broadcast, and so a- exactly. So as we as we approach, uh, you know, uh, the scripture and so forth, mm-hmm. you know, we do it with a with a hopefulness that uh, it's guiding our hearts, you know, in a way, you know, that's fresh and new mm-hmm. and uh, approachable. Yep. Even even if it is ancient. <laughs> no, that's right. And, and ambiguous and, and all those things. Yeah. So here we're going to talk on John 16, verse 20 through 24. We may touch a little before and after, but I think uh, the this is the essential thing. And this is Jesus talking. Very truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly, I tell you, my father will give you whatever you ask in my name until you have not asked for anything in my name until now. You have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. And there it is. That's the NIV version, John sixteen twenty through 24. And you had some reasons, Reg, to kind of like pick this verse out of the air, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't without uh, some kind of purpose, you know. We've been thinking about our, our friend, uh, 
who died recently. And, yeah. uh, and and we did a nice podcast, I think, last week. With That's Hutch, right. We did it. With yeah, Hutch. And, mm-hmm. and we're planning a, a, a memorial of sorts. His friends, we're getting together with some friends of Jeff's on uh, Tuesday uh, to try and uh, hopefully uh, see if we can all get together and, and find a, a nice way of, uh, mm-hmm. of, of holding a more public uh, remembrance. But uh, you were also kind of stirred you were telling me by some of the some of the deaths and the you know unfortunate suicides that have happened uh, this week in reaction to uh, the mass shooting. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So so basically, um, there have been a couple. Um, so in a, in a, in um, you know we did we missed a faith podcast um, last week. But basically, last week there have been a series. I mean, it, I, I just felt surrounded by death um, last week, and maybe even the week before. Uh, a good friend of ours, Norman G. He he had a student who uh, died, uh, was shot. Uh, he was a senior at USC studying theater, and he was killed. And of course, our good friend Jeff Thompson. And we've actually talked about Jeff. I had never mentioned him by name because I wanted to sort of respect him. But he had been struggling for a while, and uh, so he passed away, was it, it was About two weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Yeah, two, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Now, in the news. Um, three weeks uh, today. Yeah. yeah. So, in the news, um, there there had been two suicides. There were former students of Majority Stoneman Douglas, who actually survived the shooting, the mass shooting that happened. Um, I think I have the names. Sydney Aleo and... Um, and there was another person that I don't have the name of. And also the father of a child who had died during the um, st- uh, S- Stony Brook. Sandy Hook. Uh, Sandy Hook, thank you, Sandy Hook. And, um, and you know, when I think about, and of course, w- when we talk about uh, Jesus Christ and um, Easter, we're talking about the death of Jesus Christ, the impending death of Jesus Christ, his crucifixion. And um, in this verse here, He's meeting with the disciples, and of course the disciples uh, are trying to figure him out. You know, they're 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 trying to um, decipher what he's saying. Um, in verse twelve, he has, "I have much more to say to you, much more than you can bear now. But when he, the Spirit of Truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own; he will speak only what he hears, and what he will tell you, he will tell you uh, what is yet to come." So basically, there's a lot of mystery. Uh, the, the disciples don't really know what's going on. They don't. They can't comprehend the crucifixion, what it will mean. Um, and in the verse rising. just prior to the first one you read, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they're asking uh, he, Christ. Yeah, Christ, th- this Christ, is the scrape. Christ yeah. is saying, uh, you know, you know, you you don't see me now, but when I'm gone, you'll see me. And they're like, what does that mean? Yeah. And it is kind of, mm-hmm. it is kind of like, just kind of like, what is this guy talking about? He says that to the Pharisees. I think we alluded to that a couple of weeks ago. That's right. He was talking to the Pharisees. He's kind of saying, you don't see me now, but when I'm gone, you're going to see me. And, and I'm sure they're saying the same thing. The disciples are like, what the hell is this guy talking about? <laughs> right. It doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> and the answer is the, mm-hmm. is the verse that you gave is that, you know, the pain that you're enduring, the pain mm-hmm. that you see, like mm-hmm. a mother's pain. Yes. Expectant mother's pain mm-hmm. and the labor pains, I yeah. guess he's yeah. al- alluding to as well. You know, this, you know, these are very real, but the – and you think and, – and you're crying and the world's laughing and, and you don't understand why you're in this pain. And it doesn't seem justified. It doesn't see – it seems like unbearable and it doesn't seem right at all. Mm-hmm. You know, he's saying all that's going, all the things that you ask, and all the, and you're going to question this pain just like you question, you know, the goofy things I say to you. But all's going to be answered mm-hmm. in the future, and 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 you'll have the answers. You won't need the answers anymore. You won't need to because you will not have the pain anymore. You're going to have, you know, joy. You're going to have fulfillment. You won't even need to ask me what's wrong. You know, and, uh, you know, it's a message of hope and of faith. Yes. But still, you know, it begs the question, you know, as we sit here in our Christian lens, trying to be uh, hopeful and try and almost sounding Pollyannish, mm-hmm. you know, what 
what strikes me is is the question that would strike the disciples and would strike anybody who's trying to grasp, you know, an idea of faith in the midst of, you know, in the midst of sorrow, in the midst of grieving, in the midst of pain. The question is, uh, why do bad things happen to good people, Jesus? Why? I mean, if you love us, Mm -hmm. and it's an enduring love, why the hell am I in pain? Why the hell is this unjust suffering happening? Yeah. Why? There's there's no there's no credible reason for it. Yeah, you know, and and it's the reason why I um why I brought this up because uh, I found I know the other person, Calvin Desir, 16 years old, also 17 year old, uh, Miss Ayo, uh, Sydney Ayo, and also the father of the six year old who um who passed away, who was uh, shot. Uh, the father's grief was so much that he, um, he killed himself. We're surrounded by death all the time, and a lot of times we, we sort of push by it. And just like what you were saying, why do bad things happen? We've had a discussion beforehand, you know, whether there is evil or whatever. And I'm not going to get into, you know, whether there is evil and where there's the devil or whatever. But certainly bad things do happen. Pain is inevitable in our lives. How do we deal with it? Jesus alludes to it um, very directly uh, here, he says, listen, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. And I feel that way sometimes. I feel um, um, in the news we talked over uh, breakfast that, you know, the Robert Mueller uh, report is done and no further indictments and Trump is, you know, doing a victory lap. And uh, a lot of people are really, you know, they have what I call bitter beer face. Remember that commercial? (laughs) Was it Bud Light or Miller Light? I can't remember what it was. (laughs) Bitter beer face. Yeah, I remember that. Well, Uh, That was a great actual uh, commercial uh, run where they got folks who didn't have teeth and they would make these horrible faces. If you don't know, for those who are millennials, look on YouTube and just do a thing on bitter beer face. But, yeah, people are upset. People are like, listen – I deserve, you know, this was supposed to happen. You know, the proverbial Santa Claus was supposed to give me yeah, there was suppo- what I want. There was supposed to be a reckoning. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't happen. And it didn't happen. Um, I'm sure I'm sure the apostles felt felt it really, you know, in a, in a big way. Sure. Even though they were told numerous times. I mean, Christ told numerous times, you know, it's like, I'm going. Mm-hmm. I'm going. They're going to kill me. Yes. <laughs> you know, they're coming to get me. And they were just like, no, no, you can't believe it. And then it happened. Right, exactly. And, exactly. and it was just like, why? Why in the world? Is there any explanation for yeah. this? Verse 17 and 18. So at this, some of his disciples said to one another, what does he mean by saying, in a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me, because I am going to the Father. They, the disciples, kept asking, what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he's saying. And I think a lot of us feel that way. It's like, what is the answer? Mm -hmm. What is he saying? What is Jesus saying? What does the Bible have to say about my pain, about my suffering? Um, And I think that's the sort of the topic of what I wanted to reference now. And, of course, there's really no real – there's no easy answer. You know, there's a mother or a parent out there who's lost their child. And, you know, no sort of hugging or, oh, you know – Thoughts and prayers, pat, pat, pat on their back yeah. uh, is going to help. Or let's say um, a, a child who's lost their parent. And, uh, you know, a lot of us are of age where, you know, our parents are going through a lot of stuff and a lot of medical issues. I have a good friend of mine. Her name is Wendy, and uh, she works uh, with a lot of old folks. And I had asked her. I had talked to her this past week. I said, how do you deal with all the death? I mean, how do you deal with, um, you know, Every time you bring in someone who's like 80 or 85 years old. And she didn't give me a direct answer, but I know that she's a very loving, caring, um, kind person. And I think she basically says, yeah, I want to give them as much comfort as I possibly can during their final days. Mm-hmm. Just some peace. Um, of course, you know, death and pain is inevitable. Uh, it's going to happen. I think we t- what the what what resolution we had, or at least what the best that we could glean from the Bible, is that there are people who cling to the past, and that there are people who look towards the future. Um, I told you a story where uh, we had a, a coworker who passed away <clears throat> at our office. I worked for the DA's office in San Francisco, and there was some 
people who were very, very close to the other person who had worked with him for 30 years and who had seen, uh, you know, seen his joys and pains and all that sort of stuff. But then there were other um, folks who were like, hey, well, you know, wow, this is really sad, but okay, I got I got to. Right. I got a, I got a motion to file. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to keep going. And I remember feeling a twinge of anger. It's like, wow, how can you be so callous? Yeah, yeah. And, you kind of wonder, you know. Yeah. It's like, wow. You mean just you 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 drop you, you drop your folder for a minute, pick it back up, and walk away. Right. And here's this person spent thirty years, you know, mm-hmm. the memories, and you have like sure. you want to be respectful, and you want to be more, and you want other people to feel just as mournful as sure, you do. Sure. Sure. Uh, and, and a lot of times, like uh, I think when studying theater, they say that the one of the elements of tragedy is pity and fear. You pity the protagonist, and the f- you fear that it happens to yourself. One of the remarkable things that you told me is, like, in spite of your kind of, like, you know, God-smacked kind of anger at, at, at their callousness, you've mm-hmm. had to kind of, like, say, like, you know, there's a lesson to be learned from this. That's right. Which is, like, going on to the future. Right. You know, and... <clears throat> You know, I'm I'm a victim of living in my past too. I mean, you know, I, I, I a lot of us. I, you know, yeah. and I think, I think that, you know, that draws us to feel self pity, as as kind of a way yeah. of as kind of a way of comfort. Yeah. But it doesn't really pick you up towards the future, and it's like, I you know, I, you know, I mean, we you know, we're sitting here after this last week and mm-hmm. talking about these suicides, talking about this uh, kind of exoneration of of. Mm-hmm. of of Trump and all of his cronies, yeah, and you're thinking we're thinking like, oh God, why is this world just not paying attention to the grief mm-hmm. of so many? Yeah, you know the real present grief of so many, and every and everybody's circling the wagons or mm-hmm. are being pessimistic or saying, well, you know, it's just it's just crap. This is just the crap we're going to live in, as if as if this present were just horrible. Yeah, enough. Yeah, you know, and, and, and there's no going on. There's no right. going forward. Having this idea, having this faith in, 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 and hope in, in the future is, is the only way to get us into the present, which is kind of where we need to be anyway. Sure, the future, and you're absolutely right, and that was the thing, the, 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 the lesson that I think the both of us sort of gleaned. Because we, we, what we do, we go to the Buttercup Grill, fantastic <laughs> place on 2nd and Broadway, and we sort of hash out yeah. what we're going to talk about. Right. And a lot of times these thoughts are undeveloped. And they get developed as we're eating pancakes and, <laughs> and stuff. Right. And we did talk about the future. And it may seem callous that people are like, okay, well, i got to get going. But really, those are the folks who are the future. Those are the folks who keep going in life. Those are the folks who really define what life and living is. Mm-hmm. Those are the folks who I don't suggest that you should have an absolute callous. I mean, we should remember the people who have gone and the people who mean so much to us in our lives. No, we should hope that they would, with that strength, you know, you know, pick up, pick us up and take us with them a little bit. Sure. Um, in the best of all possible worlds, that that doesn't always happen. Right. Usually, they just speed right on their own path. Yeah. And say like, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> so I think there's a lesson in extremes. You know, you you can hold on to, and when I think about the world. I mean, nostalgia is sort of packaged. I mean, you know, we, I mean, the whole, you know, not music industry, but the whole, well, even the music industry, but even television and and and, and cinema are, you know, there's always revivals. There's always, oh, we're going to do another revival of Annie, or we're going to do another, you know, Star Wars episode, whatever, whatever, but we're going to bring back Luke and Leia because we remember how you guys remember that back in the 70s or, you know, a remix. You know, you hear a song, but they've sampled you know, something from the past. We're always repackaging the past because nostalgia is still revered. But there's a tender trap with being too stuck in nostalgia where you hold on to the past so much that we're looking back more than we look forward. And when you think about loss, like let's say you think about the loss of your parent, the loss of your child, all of a sudden you're just locked into your memories so much that you can't move forward. I think about the past girlfriends that I've had, and I'm like, oh, I remember when we went this, we did that, and we <laughs> went there. And all of a sudden, I'm spending more time daydreaming about what happened in the past instead of moving forward. And that's the tender trap. That's the that's what you have to break yourself out of. Well, I was trying to – I was sitting there thinking. I was, I was, I was you know, mm-hmm. especially after we did our kind of like a podcast last week with mm-hmm. Jeff and – about Jeff and with 
with, with John Hutchison and yeah. your, yourself, Raj, and me. Mm-hmm. And we were hoping to have, you know, more interaction. Uh, and everybody, you know, some people are maybe still grieving or circling the wagons or in shock or mm-hmm. are not knowing how to express it or not really wanting to express what, whatever's going on. Some people have just, you know, said, hey, that's too bad and moved on, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I felt kind of stuck. Yeah, I felt really stuck. I mean, I was ang- I was I was in a way angry at you know, mm-hmm. at at him just picking up and, <laughs> and leaving this uh, mortal coil. Yeah, you know because you know I I felt like he and I had you know worked worked really hard over the last year to kind of like turn things around and both he inspired me and I inspired him and we became mentors for each other in, yeah in dealing with you know some pretty pretty tough stuff mm-hmm. him more than me yeah but I, I have to say he inspired me to kind of like you know try to get some shit together in my life yeah and so when he left i i i was a i was i was a i was kind of kind of upset yeah. at him and it's kind of i mean forgive me but you know i know that's probably not a very human but not a really cool reaction but you being real but yeah. no that's that's just what happened with yeah. me but i and I and I thought about reacting to that, mm-hmm. you know. You know, of course, you know, anger is something I'm quite familiar with. It's <laughs> I just was, well, I just I mean, was kind something of, all of us. I have. was just kind of settled in it. Yeah. But I thought really hard. What you know? What would Jeff want? What mm-hmm. what would you know? If, if there's one thing I can take uh, that I can keep, you know, with me, you know, in his spirit, what would it be? Mm-hmm. And you know, and I'm going through this mental Lenten challenge right now of my own, of trying not to be disparaging towards others and trying to talk less and listen more. Still a big problem, as you can probably tell. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I think one of the things, that one of the clear things that came to my mind is that knowing Jeff uh, for the 30 years that I did know him is that inside and out, he could be a very demanding person, but he was so kind. Mm-hmm. He was such a gentle man. He was so kind. He was even kind to people who weren't necessarily kind to him. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying people were mean or nasty. I'm, I think well, I think some, like that some, sometimes. Some, yeah. I think some were, or people just ignore him or whatever. Yeah. You know, <coughs> especially as he got older, and you know, and, and it was difficult for him to kind of yeah. like maneuver through life, but. You know, he was a kind man, even to people who weren't kind to him. And I think what it, or what he would want is for all of us, no matter where we were in our grieving, whether we were, mm-hmm. oh, that's too bad, I, I feel bad, mm-hmm. on down the road, or mm-hmm. whether we were stuck, mm-hmm. you know, <coughs> excuse me, just still, you know, mourning and still, like I was, just pissed off, Yeah. you know, and, and, and very upset. Um I think one of the things that he would he would say really, if he could talk, you know, to to uh, to me again would would be, uh, you know, um, heal, for God's sakes, heal. I want you to heal. Mm-hmm. I want you to heal as quickly as you possibly can. Yeah. Because I want you to get on with the business of making your life happy. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what he'd say to me personally, and I think that's what he hope that I could do because one of the things I really want to do once I, once I heal is to help someone else do the same mm-hmm. I see and 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 this is just one instance I see uh, I got a lot of people in my church you know who are really elderly and uh, and our flock is you know <laughs> is, is kind of passing a lot of people are passing away just very very old folks and, uh, I mean, we're talking, like, way up there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in age. And, you know, of course, their lives, their physical lives are mm-hmm. deteriorating. Yeah. You know, faster than they can really, you know, <coughs> even fathom yeah. themselves. Yeah. Um, a lot of them just wake up every day and go, oh, my God, I'm alive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I am respirating. Yeah. This is an amazing day. Yeah. You know, and these people have didn't come here by accident mm-hmm. you know they uh you know they 
they grew and nurtured with each other, with with their faith, mm-hmm. but also with each other and with their own determination. They've, they've nurtured this kind of spiritual and emotional strength that's enabled them to be 80-something, 90-something. Yeah. It's, it's a wonderful thing. And appreciative yeah. Yeah. Of, of the life that's theirs. Yeah. You know, and it's like, wow. I mean, I am learning so much just th- by being around them. I think about you folks know? like Betty White. I think uh, William, <laughs> William Shatner is going to be 89, I think. Uh, <laughs> These are people this. that inspire you. Well, yeah, but I mean, and Tony Bennett, you know, yeah. you're like, wow, you know, I thought 90, that would be it. And you would be in an old folks' home or whatever. But, you know, some folks are like, yeah. I still have something to give, and I'm going to focus on the future. And I've got, you know, I'm doing things. I think Tony Bennett is, is still doing concerts. Yeah. Still performing and still doing incredible things. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, the folks at your church, you know, that, well, you that know, is just, so, so inspiring. Just a personal example of, yeah. like, you know, all I have to do is show up and see this if I just want to show up. Exactly. If I can bring myself out of my own self-pity yeah. and, and do that. And, and isn't it, it, you know, it's more anger or yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever negative thing I'm trying to kind of like just yeah. jump over and get out of the past into the present. Yeah. You had brought up a Bible verse uh, during um, breakfast time. Yeah. Well, I think we'll talk about it more um, yeah. in the next podcast. Okay, if you want to. But um, but it dealt with planting and a seed, and it, and I think what we were just talking about reminded me of that. Can you bring up that? Well, yeah. I mean, if, we have, if we have time, I'm just going to yeah. hit on this a little bit. I know you fo- want to focus on John. Uh-huh. Um, and I just want to, you know, so. Because I think I could tie what we're talking about into well, what you have. Yeah. Uh, so this morning I didn't know what we were. Well, this week I didn't know what Reg was going to pick out specifically. So I was mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, I got a backup. Sure. So if everybody wants to, you know, read along with me, I'm talking about Luke 13, verses one through nine, and I'm just <laughs> going to read it. Bless mm-hmm. you. I'm going to I'm going to read it real quickly. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, Gospel Luke, chapter 13, verses one through nine. He says. Uh, at the very time, there were some present who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Um, he asked them, do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, um, they were worse sinners than all the other Galileans? And Christ says, no, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 who were killed when the Tower of of Siloam fell on them, do you think they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, Christ says, but unless you repent, you'll perish just as they did. And then he told a parable, Jesus. And he said, a man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. He came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, see here, for three years I've come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? And the gardener replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. Yep. And, uh, you know, so. So I have a riff on it, but I'll let you do your riff as well. But the parable, you know, I mean, I like the parable because, you know, like, like I say with all the different, like, little parables and teachings, you have to imagine yourself as every single character in the mm-hmm. story. Yeah. And the Galilean, I mean, the, the apostles, when they're talking about the, uh, you know, the, the bloodshed, mm-hmm. you know, um, for the Galileans. And, yeah. You know, they're sitting, you know, they're worshiping and they're, and they're being slaughtered. They're mm-hmm. doing their sacrifices. When the mingling of blood is what that means. So while they were doing their sacrifices and doing their worship, they were slaughtered. Yeah. So the blood mingling was the, their blood and the blood of the sacrifice. It's like mm-hmm. this doesn't make any sense. They're telling him it's like why and, and, and in a way the the uh, the apostles are asking uh, Jesus why in the world do bad things happen to good people why I mean are they worse than others and his answer is like no they're not they're not worse than others but you are you mm-hmm. you are you you need to repent mm-hmm. you know not. Not you don't need to worry about who's better or best. Yeah, or you're, who's, not, you're or, not any better or worse than the who, Galileans. Who's better or worse? Who's the who's the worst sinner? Who's the who, where's the justice? Right. You know, it's not it's not out there. It's inside you, 
And then, and then the fig tree parable comes along. Mm-hmm. And everybody assumes that, you know, God is the vineyard owner. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. He's mm-hmm. the authoritative figure. He's, or the God is you making all kinds of rash decisions about which tree's better, mm-hmm. you know, in my garden. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think Jesus is saying, no, God's the gardener, you know, who sits there and sees you as, you know, the kind of callous vineyard owner mm-hmm. or sees you as kind of the fruitless fig tree who mm-hmm. just can't seem to do anything right. Yeah. And, uh, and God's the guy saying like, hey, you know what? I'm going to get down in the dirt. I'm going to get down in the dirt and mm-hmm. the nastiness, yeah. you know, and, and the manure and start helping you. Mm-hmm. You know, I am going, I'm going to be there. Yeah. I don't really care where it takes me. If it takes me mm-hmm. to a hard, difficult place where, where you are, mm-hmm. or it takes me to a place where you're very callous, I'm going to be there. Yeah. I am not here to tell you, you know, who you are. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to say, you know, who's better or worse. Mm-hmm. I'm here to help. I'm here to help and, and be there. It's it's a really powerfully loving message. It is. And you know, and quite a quite a constructive answer to a very difficult question, which is mm-hmm. why in the hell would you believe in a God that allows ugliness and strife and grief and violence and and mm-hmm. you know, wrong. Yeah. Just allows it to go on. And instead you know, Christ says, look to you, look into you. You need to repent. You need to, mm-hmm. you need to ask yourself these questions, yeah. not the world, you personally. And also, when I think about uh, Luke, so we were just talking prior to, and this is the reason why I wanted to bring up this verse. When we think about our pain and our suffering, we can get stuck. We can get stuck in, hey, this is the worst. Is it, nothing's going to get better. I can't see beyond the pain. Just like the individual in the fig tree um, parable, there's there are two uh, planters. There's a um, I'm trying to find it here. Uh, let's see. He man has a fig tree, uh, so he's okay. I'll just read it again. Then he told the parable. A man has a fig tree planted in the in in, in his vineyard, and he went to look for fruit on it, but did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, the vineyard owner. For three years now. So, okay, so there are two people. There's the man who planted the fig tree. There's the vineyard owner. Yeah, the the man who plants the fig tree says, listen, it's been three years. The hell with it. It's not going to grow. No, that's the vineyard owner. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The vineyard owner yeah. says, yeah, this it, is it's over. My garden. This is useless. Taking up space. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, because I'm looking at verse 7. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard. That's why I thought it was the vineyard owner. Yeah, well. He says to the vineyard, uh, to the guy who took care of the vineyard, yeah, the for three years yeah. now. Yeah. You sure it's the gardener? Well, that's what he, that's the vineyard owner talking to the gardener, I believe. Okay. Okay. Uh, for three years now, I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut right. it down. Why should it use up the soil? Mm-hmm. And sir, the man replies, leave it alone for one more year, and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit. Next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. But it's about faith. It's about, listen, one person has faith. One person does not have faith. One person says, listen, it's been three years to hell with it. It's not going to work. I can't see behind it. I can't see. I can't perceive a future where this thing is going to produce fruit. Mm -hmm. So just the hell with it. It's done. Mm -hmm. And you brought up the wonderful analogy that that could be um, not necessarily God, you know, saying, you know, it's it's done. But basically us. You know, man, we, saying we could be every we could we could interchange the mm-hmm. the persona of the characters. I also like the way it ends. Yeah, it ends with, well, does it bear fruit or doesn't it? Yeah. Well, guess what? There's no punchline. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say. Right. It says it says mm-hmm. they're going to give it a chance. Yes. They're going to give it their best chance, and that's the end of the story. Yeah. And then, and you I know. look at it as us. I mean, you know, yeah. we and we and you know, when I think about the the seed, what is the seed? It's I, I interpret the seed as our faith. Do we believe? Do we not believe? You know, when we ourselves as Christians, as people, as human beings, if we bear fruit, financial fruit, successful fruit, 
spiritual fruit, relationship fruit. It depends on what we have in our in our minds and what we and what we have to provide to the world. If we're positive, we're negative. You know, if I choose to be negative, then of course, you know, that's the fruit that I'm going to bear. So when you know the uh, vineyard owner says, um, "Let's let's give it a shot," God is saying, "Listen, I'm going to give you a shot. I'll give you the sunlight. I'll give you everything that you provide. Now, what you do with it, what you do with my word, and what what you do with my grace." to you will be up to you and I think all of us have that opportunity um, you know the individuals who unfortunately you know took their lives over those who are wallowing in despair we have the ability to have faith to see the future to see a better life than than what we're dealing with right now whatever you're dealing with well uh, you do or you don't yeah. uh, look the way the story ends for me is the way the story needs to end Mm -hmm. for me. Um, I don't want to put a caption on it and say, or or an ending on it that says like, and then the tree bore fruit and that, and the end. Right. You know, it's kind of like, okay, so, so I just wait around until it kind of just happens or what's the other ending possible? Um, And then the tree in spite of everything, in spite of all the nurturing, mm-hmm. was still a crappy-ass tree. <laughs> right. Um, well, I suppose if I gave up on life, mm-hmm. I, could, I could make that just my ending. My life sucks. It's a crappy-ass life. Mm-hmm. The end. Yeah. You know, and, and I knew I had to put an ending on it, and here's my ending. That's Neither one of those endings is the ending of the parable. The ending of the parable is like, let's give hope a chance. Mm-hmm. The end. Yeah. So right. so there is no reward. Mm-hmm. There is no horrible, sad ending. Mm-hmm. The The possibilities are there for b- both, but none of those things is part of the parable. The parable ends with dot, dot, dot. Right. And that may be unnerving to a lot of people, but mm-hmm. to me that is the most <laughs> blessed ending. Yeah. Because – What's the point of gaining all the fruit in life and going like, now I have it? Yeah. You know, I don't know too many people like that. Yeah. I, th- I know a lot of people who say like, you know, I've made it this far. Now I want some more. Yeah. I think you it's know? very clear that, you know, that God is saying, listen, it's up to you. How did the story end? It's up to you. You know. Yeah. You've got to, well, you know, you got to hope for it. Mm-hmm. And, not, and you don't – and you're not doing it alone. Mm-hmm. You're not hoping – for things by yourself. Yeah. You may be hoping in vain. Yeah. You know, it, you you know, you you know, you may be a crappy ass fig tree mm-hmm. who needs a lot of manure and digging around mm-hmm. and nurturing and care and you may still end up fruit, you know, mm-hmm. bearing no fruit. Right. You know, there's no guarantee about that. What the guarantee is is that you are given an opportunity and you are not alone. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be alone. Yeah. In this endeavor. Yeah, and that ties into going back to John 16. So we talked about the first half of the verse. Now the second half, um, verse 23, In that day you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Now asking you will receive, and your joy will be complete. When I think about individuals, because, you know, the disciples are asking a lot of questions. You know, we had ended ended with... um, Verse 18 says, you know, the disciples kept asking, what does he mean? We don't understand what he's saying. (laughs) And he says in 23, in that day, you will no longer ask me anything. In that day of rejoice. Right now, you're asking a lot of questions. Why, 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 why? Uh But there'll become a time if you have the faith and if you continue to believe in God, you won't need, you won't, all the the answers will be, will be, all the questions will be answered. Um, won't, be my, a, won't be about that. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, I think about my relationship with my dad. Like, when I was a teenager, I would always ask him questions and expect him to have the answers until, I think I told you this, there was one point I think I had just graduated from college, and he was like, I, I, you know, I think I'd asked him a question, or I was talking about, I think, uh, a relationship that I was going si- sideways. And he was like, hey, I don't have any answers for you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? You always have the answers. Like, listen, <laughs> I'm done talking. Now you got to live your life. 
And I think Jesus is preparing the disciples for this. Listen, I will be gone. And if you continue to on this path, you will have a closer relationship with God and you will help others have a closer relationship with God. And you won't have any questions. You know, the questions will be answered. So when we talk about pain and faith and waiting for the, the, the fig leaves to, to grow, to bear fruit, you either have faith or you don't have faith. You either have, you know, that wellspring of, of a foundation. And you can work towards it, if you, let's say, if you don't have it now. I think for those, there are some folks who just give up, who are like, listen, I can't see beyond this. Mm-hmm. And then there are those, like, you know, the folks at your church, I think about Betty White and uh, and <clears throat> what's the singer? Um, uh, Richard Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Who are like, hey, I'm still going. I'm still moving. I'm still whatever. Yeah. I think about you know my uh, coworkers who are like, hey, I've got to file that thing. I've got to keep moving. Um, and I'm not suggesting have a callus. Don't think about death and just move on. What I'm saying is have you can have a respect for the past, but always move forward. I think the best thing we can do is just be available and listen. Yeah. And try not to, like I think we were mentioning last week or the week before when we started talking about mm-hmm. this, is that, uh, you know, in times of grief, the best thing you can do for someone is to let them know that you're there. Yeah. Please let them know you're there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we need to be the gardener. Yep. Uh, just as the fig tree needs needs the gardener mm-hmm. uh, we need the fellowship of each other we need the ability to if we are strong mm-hmm. to help someone who isn't yeah uh, especially in these times mm-hmm. and I don't think things are going to get better for America or the world for a while uh, unless there is a real change of heart mm-hmm. and I'm going to start just talking about you know, goofy things like, you know, you know, evangelical Christianity or rapture or some kind of kind of ideolo- ideology that's supposed to, you know, break free. I'm talking about the simple act of being and loving with each other. Yeah. Of, of being caring. And if you don't have the strength, find, find someone who does. Mm-hmm. And if you do have the strength, find someone who doesn't. Yeah. Um, you know, this this is the time in my life where that's majorly important because it's so easy, mm-hmm. you know, after someone, if you're grieving, after someone, you know, say you break up with somebody, yeah. or say, you know, and you have to f- reconfigure life or say someone dies and you have to reconcile mm-hmm. with that with that loved one's death or say, you know, the Mueller report won't, <laughs> won't, you know, won't show you the kind of justice you think. Mm-hmm. You you know you and 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 and, and your people deserve. Um, this is the time where you really need to find the inner strength, and if you can't find the inner strength, ask for it. Yeah. And this is the time where you need, where you see, hear somebody asking for some strength, you need to give it to them. Yeah. You know, um, there's no other there's no other good reason for doing this, you know, mm-hmm. exercise of making the fruit tree ripen Mm -hmm. than just the actual act of just doing it. Yeah. That's the answer. The answer is, and it bore fruit. It isn't that. The answer isn't, and it died, and it was a crappy tree. Mm -hmm. That's not the answer. The answer is, is the action of actually doing something to help. Yeah. And if you say God's the gardener, he's right there in the trenches with you. Yeah. He's right there in the trenches going like, I'm here. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. Christ is saying, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Just believe that it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. There's no guarantee. There's no physical guarantee. I'm going to be gone mm-hmm. physically. Yeah. You and, know? I th- and I think about, <clears throat> like my uh, sister, she uh, had a, um, she had her second child, I think a couple of months ago. And, um, I remember talking to her, and I was like, hey, how's the pregnancy? She's like, oh, yeah, it went fine. And I remember the first pregnancy she had. Of course, it was her first child. Uh, there was a lot of um, trepidation and fear and, oh, my God, it's going to be painful and just um, bracing whatever. And But, you know, after the second child, she's like, oh, 
you know, it's a piece of cake. (laughs) (laughs) And um, it reminds me of um, going back to uh, John 16, verse 21. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because a child has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. You know that there's going to be a better future. There's going to be a future where there is no pain. You know you're going to have to endure it. And just like what you were saying, you know, God is there in the trenches. He's there in the muck with you. Yeah. Um, we think of God being in the sky, this angelic figure. Yeah. That's true, but he is there with us right now. You know, whatever pain you're dealing with. And for those who don't believe that, it, well, once again, I mean, this podcast is about you've got to have faith. You either believe that God is with you or you don't. And I think that's the difference between those who move forward and those who are stuck in the past. Well, perhaps. Perhaps perhaps not. I think yeah. the idea of just the 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 linking together mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, it's kind of just kind of funny that Christ is talking to a whole group of men about a woman's physical pain as if they'd understand. You <laughs> right. know, as right. if they'd really really understand. Yeah. That's the funny thing Reg and I were talking about being guys is we don't really That's have, right. There's no possible way we can that's exactly right. understand that kind of physical mm-hmm. pain. I felt maybe physical pain two or three times in my life, and I just thought it was just the horrible, most horrible thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Guys, guys generally don't know it. Yep. And so it's just kind of – it seems to me kind of humorous that Christ is talking to them figuratively about, mm-hmm. about that. But he's trying to get the point across. Yeah, he's trying to humanize them to get them to understand <laughs> – the the Jews and the Gentiles and the folks that he that they're going to be preaching to that they're going to be uh, fellowshipping with yeah they're not going to relate to them except maybe in a figurative kind of way mm-hmm. but they can relate to themselves yeah and uh, and that's you know that's that's the main thing is, yeah you know is the you know they can they can be there with each other mm-hmm. and I know we opened up this podcast with asking questions why 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 does this happen why does this happen. I don't know if that can ever be answered. You know, it's unfair that some folks endure pain while others don't. You know, some folks get a call, hey, you have cancer, and others don't at all. Some folks, uh, you know, I think about young kids who, uh, I don't know, their lives are cut short immediately, and they're folks who live a long, long, long life. And you wonder, you know, who, you know, who gets good dice roll and who doesn't. Yeah, why, why, do, why do they get the cookie? Right, right, right. <laughs> And, you know, we, we can't answer that. I don't know if that could ever be answered. I think the real question is not so much why, yeah. but what, you know, do you have the endurance to, uh-huh. to endure it? We talk about the cross, the cross analogy, carrying the cross. Um, Jesus doesn't ask, why is this happening to me? He's like, listen, am I strong enough to carry this cross for the benefit of others? And he carries the cross and sometimes we have to carry the cross because a lot of us who deal with pain we may think we're going through it alone but we have family members who care for us you know i think jeff may have felt at one point jeff thompson i'm alone i'm totally alone but i think in the last times of his life he realized no i'm not alone there are people who care for me there's a guy named craig dickerson who is who's there for me who's going to show yeah there there are lots of folks And and he opened the door yeah he opened the door i mean you know basically he he he, uh, he allowed that to happen. Yeah, and he at times demanded it. Yeah, uh, which you know kind of put me off a little bit sometimes, yeah. and others. But um, but he had a belief. He he could have chose to say, "Oh, that's a bunch of BS. No. I don't believe that you care for me, so I'm going to keep this door locked." Well, that and he that, didn't. that that almost happened. Yeah, um, that almost happened. I think that may have been, you know, you know, it, and it, and and I can see myself doing that. I call it circling the wagons, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of like those apostles, you know, like looking at, you know, kind of the crap going on, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the injustice that, yeah. that I witnessed, not only in my own, yeah. in my own life, personal life, but but in the world, sure, and just say, why are those people better than me? Yeah, why are those people yeah. better than uh, you know other people? Why? It, why? 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 Isn't it amazing how people get caught up in the questions they can't be answered? And, the, and, and of course, you know, it, and you, you know, the apostle was asking, you know, asking, going like, "Is it fair? Is this fair, Christ?" Right. And he's like, "No, it's not." Right. But unless you look at yourself, you know, you're going to end up just like them. Yeah. You know, unless you unless you soul search. Yes. Unless you ask yourself those important questions. Yes. 
you're just, you know, you're going to have the, you're going to have senseless injustice happening to you. Mm-hmm. Nice. You, you want to make, you want to make, you want to make sense of the world? Dig in. Mm-hmm. I'll be there. Yeah. I'm going to dig real deep. In fact, I'll tell you a little story about digging real deep. This reminds me of a story about a fig tree. Yeah. And it's just hilarious. He, he's, he's, his answers are so hilarious mm-hmm. and at the same time beautiful. Yes. And, and, and it doesn't answer all the questions. Of course not. Yeah. What, you know, I mean, they're, you know, I mean, I'm Episcopal, so it's all about not finding answers. <laughs> oh, is that <laughs> right? not being satisfied with, sure, the, with sure. the answers that you find. Yeah. What you find are more questions. But I think, <laughs> I think that's very important because I think people who become very frustrated and very pessimistic, like I see it in our office all the time at the DA's office. You know, someone comes to the front desk and they're like, hey, I want an answer to this question. Why, why, why? <laughs> and sometimes – Either I don't know the answer or I can't give the answer or, you know, the answer isn't satisfactory. Sometimes you're not going to find – and a lot of times it's about closure. You know, people try yeah. to look for closure yeah, from, wanna, from outside. Yeah, I want to turn the page. You give me the closure. Yeah. Robert Mueller, give me the closure. I need to turn the page. Yes. <laughs> and I can't do it by myself. Right. You do it for me. Right. Please, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes we have to look within ourselves and – not necessarily focus on the questions that can't be answered, mm-hmm. but focus on the questions that can be answered, especially the questions about you yourself. What mm-hmm. do you have within? And sometimes, there, I, I forget, I, I wish I could have had somebody, will, somebody listening to this mm-hmm. uh, will know we had scripture to back this up. But I think, I think there's a, there is times in the Bible, especially in the New Testament, where Christ, mm-hmm. Christ has asked a bunch of questions. He kind of, kind of says, you know, I don't know is a very appropriate answer. Mm, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, it's very acceptable. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. So, okay, that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason why I love the ending of the fig tree parable. It's it's not an answer. Mm-hmm. It's open ended, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of parables like that because you don't really know what's going to happen to these folks. Mm-hmm. You just uh, you just kind of like are left with it, you know, mm-hmm. going into a a direction. In this case, a very hopeful direction, I think. Mm-hmm. One that says, you know, faith is what you see here, the problem. Mm-hmm. And faith is also all the stuff you can't see. Right. The possibilities. Mm-hmm. Could be awful. Could be fruitful. Mm-hmm. Faith is both of these things. Yeah. Working simultaneously right now. Yeah. Not in the past. Because mm-hmm. we all know what that is. Yeah. And not in the future, because who knows where that's going to be. Sure. It's all those things, mm-hmm. both what's seen and unseen. Yeah. Right now. Yep. And in, in, and in action, mm-hmm. moving forward towards something hopeful. Right. You know. And, and, and it, it, it takes faith. Jumping yeah. back to John that's, 16. That's it, man. He, you know, as we get closer for those who want to go on that journey to be closer to God, Jesus says in verse 22, Now's your time to grieve, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. I get the sense that as we get closer to God, as we get closer to understanding God or being comfortable with, you know, the answers that we do get or just the comfort that we believe that God is there with us in the trenches, in the dirt, that we don't ask for, for, for anything or the questions become less and less important. Um, that we are, uh, I mean, when I think about when I'm in joy, like when we're in love or in like when good things or wonderful things happen, we don't ask a lot of questions. And it's not <laughs> like the questions have been answered. It's like the questions are irrelevant. You know, who cares? Well, I remember. That's, I guess you know how to love, Reg, because <laughs> um, I, I, I was always thought, I always thought that, uh, that love meant a certain destination. Yeah. Just like heaven means a certain destination or mm-hmm. death means a certain destination or being with God means a certain destination. I think what he's trying to tell us is like, you know, you won't really care because it's not about where you're going. It's about mm-hmm. the journey. Yes. It's about the journey itself. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. and what better way to be in the present than, mm-hmm. you know, when you're on your way to vacation or when, the, oh, right. or when you're when you're falling in love and having mm-hmm. a romance, you know, you don't give a damn about what happens exactly. next. You I'm know, a, <clears throat> and you have that, all that to look forward to. Sure. But it's the act of of getting there, which is the most mm-hmm. fun. 
I remember know? one one great thing that, um, and I'm sure we have to go, right? Do you have Pretty to? Pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we'll wrap it up. But one last thing that uh, my dad, so one last great lesson that my dad taught me, um, and he's, he's still around and he's still teaching, but I was having an issue with, uh, there was a lady that I was dating and not that things were going really bad, but I just had a bunch of questions like, well, gee, you know, I think she's maybe moving for- too quickly and I just don't know about this or that. And dad says, listen, if you have any questions, the answer is no. I mean, the answer is probably this is not – basically what he was saying is when when things are absolutely right, the questions don't matter. Yeah. You don't have to ask any questions. And so, you know, I basically terminated that relationship. It wasn't anything <laughs> that I was really hooked up with. But he was absolutely right. When I'm with someone who I'm really, really – or when I'm in a situation that feels, feels good, there are tons of questions, but I don't care about the questions. And I get that feeling when I'm closer to God – you know, I don't have a lot of questions, you know, and it's just like in verse 23, John sixteen twenty-three. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. There'll be a time where we'll be as close to God. And I think, you know, that's when we, when we talk about death and heaven and being there with God. Um, the questions are irrelevant. So the, to put a button on it, yes, there is pain now, but there is something on the other side. And, and I true and I. And I'll ask each and every one of you who's listening, have faith that there is a tomorrow. Have faith that there are people who care for you. You may say, oh, no one cares. Trust me, there's someone in your life who cares. There's someone in your life who will really be tormented if you weren't around anymore. So stick around. Believe, believe, believe. <laughs> and believe that there is a, um, there is, you know, the sun will shine tomorrow. And that, you know, that fig tree, you know, which is, you know, your... You're bearing fruit. You know, sure, it may have been, you know, three years, as it says in the parable, but <laughs> give it one more time. You know, put a little more fertilizer in there. Uh, just as it says in John 16, a woman has pain when she gives birth, but she knows that there will be a child, you know, afterwards. There will be joy. So, um, and I will, uh, just for one last um, thing, um, because we've been talking about suicide, it would be, bur- it, it would be, bad for me not to mention this but if you do have feelings of suicide and you know i i sincerely wish that you would you know not have those thoughts but you can always talk to someone at the national suicide prevention hotline at 1-800-273-TALK that's 1-800-273-8255 and i'll have a link on um on our podcast uh where you can click on that and just speak to someone but we believe in we believe our podcast is called you gotta have faith (laughs) <laughs> we believe that there is a tomorrow. We talk about our pain all the time. You may be tired of us talking about either Jeff or our bad relationships or our mothers or our families and all that sort of stuff. But we expose ourselves to know that, hey, you're not alone. Yeah. We go through the same crap that you go through. <laughs> yes. Speaking as a professional layperson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll agree to that. Yeah. As we smile and laugh. <laughs> hey. You know, you got to laugh to keep I, them crying, right? Rich, I still got jokes. <laughs> I still got jokes, man. There you go, man. I do. Yeah. <laughs> we're having trouble, uh, mm-hmm. you know, finding Jeff a, a, you know, a place to put yeah. his remains and yeah. his mother's remains. We have her yeah. remains as well. Yeah. And because he has no family and there's no state, there's no mm-hmm. executor or anything. Yeah. We're kind of a, uh, you know. At the mercy of the county and whatever they decide. Mm-hmm. I, I made a joke the other day. I don't know. I think maybe it just fell flat. But I said, if I, if I knew somebody in the cemetery business, I'd call in a marker. <laughs> but I'm pumped. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 I, I still have jokes. Mm-hmm. I, I think I should close this in prayer. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> oh, Heavenly Father, thank you once again for bringing uh, us together this Saturday morning. Every time we are together in fellowship, We find a message even in the hardest kinds of lessons. And when we are in grief and when we are in loss and when we think about the ones who are gone from this world and who are journeying elsewhere, please bless us with your love and strength to carry on our journey and our necessary love here on this planet. In Jesus' name, we thank you and praise you. Amen. Amen. All right. That was a good one. And here is my blurb. 
Faith is a podcast open to anyone. You may not believe at all. You may be Muslim, Jewish, agnostic, or atheist. You may have had horrible experience in the church, which have made you turn your back to God. You can still have faith. We ask that you listen to this podcast, even challenge us. We're on Facebook, SoundCloud. That's where the podcast is. You can also uh, write us directly. I have a uh, Twitter and also Instagram account. You can find me, Reg Space Clay, and D.L. Carragher for Deb. And share what you feel. Don't feel alienated because we speak of what we believe. The Bible has been around for thousands of years, and even now, in the age of the Internet and social media and great technology, it still has a message for all of us. You can listen to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app or on iTunes. Just open up your iTunes app, click on Store, go on the search engine on the upper right-hand side and search for you got to have faith and you'll find us. If you use Android, download the SoundCloud app or just go on SoundCloud.com. Search for us and you will find us. Thank you for listening and God bless.